Hey there, welcome to another episode of Care Package where we bring you conversations about mental, sexual and spiritual health. In this week's episode, we will be sharing our first period stories and debunking some myths we've heard about vaginas over the years. Stay tuned. You know, my sister's having her birthday this weekend. Maybe we can crash it. Um, I just received Mother Nature's monthly gift. What are you saying? I burned my red badge of cart. The Red Sox are in town. I parted the Red Sea. I'm on the rag. I woke up to a red dawn. My cousin's crashing at my pad. It's a code red. I ran a red light. I've summoned Bloody Mary. I've caught the scarlet fever. Wait, is it that time of the month? Yes, I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that kills me. Oh my god. <laughs> But, like, what I don't understand is why we have to have so many different <laughs> words for saying I'm on my period. Like, dude, like, Shark Week? Like, literally, she, I think Shark Week is very, like, um, it's very popular. But there's also Unflow, Lady Days, Ladies Week. My favorite, guys, by far is Lucifer's Waterfall. I don't know. Like, what the hell is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the actual pit, like the devil himself. Dude, and it is like the devil himself, honestly. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Care Package with your girl, Kanye. And Konza. Yeah. I don't know what people say. <laughs> <laughs> we should find a sound for that. Yes, definitely. Actually, I like Drums, that idea. Maybe or like you know a band. I don't know, but something. Something. <laughs> so this week's episode of Care Package is about the V word. I like saying the V word. I don't know why. It makes it sound like it's so mysterious. You know, like oh my gosh. <laughs> what the fuck (laughs) i'm serious dude like imagine if you just said this week's topic is about the vagina it's just like "Mm," but if you say this week's topic is about the v word it sounds like in an entail you know it has that thing so yeah (laughs) you literally should be burnt along with all the people who like (laughs) want to use all kinds of weird names for their vaginas like all of you guys must just go down to the same kind of hell. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, no. And people have weird way like weird ways of saying vagina. They'd be like, um, you know your lady parts. Like it's supposed to be some what is that? bougie ass, good looking castle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like it should be tamed and just like Oh, no, no. But like, I feel like like the vernacular terms are like funnier. Like when I grew up, we used to call vaginas inkomo or like imomozi. <laughs> I'm serious. Like Wait. my friends would be like imomozi yako, inkomo yako. And I was, you know, you get older and you're like, the fuck isn't inkomo a cow? So like, what the fuck? I have a cow down there. <laughs> guys no i don't think anybody says that well i hope not (laughs) i hope not what so when was your first 
Ngomo Iapa. I was a lot older than they thought I would be. Um, I was already in boarding school, in high school when it started. But funny enough, it like skipped all the school terms and waited for me to go home. Yo. And I remember when I got my first period, I like, I, you know, we had had um, some sex uh, education sessions with Dr. Ruth at school. So I knew what it was, but I just wasn't comfortable enough telling my mom that that's what's up so mm-hmm. I was home uh, with her and then I kind of just dug around the drawers looking for some pads and whatever and then I find a couple but then I ran out like well obviously I ran out of her pads that I was stealing <laughs> <laughs> didn't you notice I don't think so I don't like she honestly she, she still does actually have pads laying around everywhere in the house in her bag in the drawers she literally is just that person hey Mm-hmm. so um then we were traveling back to school the next um the next day like two days later when I eventually ran out of these pets that I stole from my mom's drawer and when so firstly my mom lived in Whitbank at that time so I would have traveled from Whitbank back to Newcastle where the school transport would have picked me up to take me back to school in Joburg so when I was in Newcastle now you know I'm out of pets and my great-grandmother is obviously way past that stage so she doesn't have any pets laying around in the house at all you know mm-hmm. uh so i was like fuck now i'm out of these pets that i stole now i don't know who i can ask so i just used tissue uh to try and like maintain the situation and mm-hmm. then literally the minute the school transport like got there and then we i think we get and then we drove from where i was to town to wait for somebody i can't remember who we were waiting for in town i was like guys does anybody have a pad for me and luckily one of one of my schoolmates then had one so i i went into the bathroom and i used that and that's how you know i kind of salvaged that situation and then until i got to school where i managed to buy pads but i never actually told my mom outright that i've started getting my period it just kind of happened that the next time i went back home um well I came back with pads and then you know she figured it from there it's okay baby get it by Lile and then she would then ask me you know to be like do you have enough pads do you want me to buy you more and whenever she did groceries she'd buy a whole pack um for everybody and then we just took it from there I still don't know why I never told her it just I was just so nervous like it was just like ah, where did you start <laughs> remember your first one <laughs> I think I do remember my first one, I was also in high school, but I started quite late, actually. I'm talking like grade 10, 11. I started very late mm. with my period. Um, so by then, technically, it should have been easier because I should have known better and known about it. Um, but I never paid attention <laughs> <laughs> when they gave us sexual lessons, which, guys, if your school provides sex, sex ed, um like what do they call them classes or anything of that sort please please pay attention like it's very important because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i <laughs> mm-hmm. i had mine and so i had mine at night that's when it uh kind of did its things so i woke up and i don't know being i was doing my making my bed and then i saw a stain so then I had realized that's when I was like, okay, wait, it looks like I'm bleeding. Cause obviously you wake up and you make your bed before you shower. Yeah. So cool. Did that. And then I was like, shut, I'm bleeding. Okay, fine. So took out the sheets, hid them. Cause in my head, I must have done something. Oh. Please understand. Girl hasn't had sex, like nothing. Uh. But in my head, I'm like, maybe I looked at her boy for too long. Uh. No, no, 
<laughs> also, remember, I was a nerd in like primary school. Wow, high school. So <laughs> it kind of just <laughs> nothing, like nothing made sense. And then I used the tissue. And the whole time I'm thinking, okay, I need to go to the nurse. But like the nurse is going to say I did something wrong. Oh. What, what, what? So then I told a social worker that was at school because um, I was close to her. And then she was like, no, no, man. It's like, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I mean, I knew it happens, but I've never paid attention properly. You definitely weren't like, paying attention in those sex education classes. <laughs> zero girl i was just like what bloodiness is coming out of me and then (laughs) she got me pads and took me to the nurse and then i was like okay cool you no, guys it's 10 but (laughs) yeah no (laughs) i think uh another probably leading to our topic for today um we will be obviously as we said debunking vagina myths so uh Concert, you want to define what a vagina is because clearly a lot of people don't know well i can't say a lot but a few people don't know especially after opposite sex (laughs) so shady so fucking shady (laughs) (laughs) they don't know the difference but carry on we're gonna mise that shade um you know i think that a general misconception you find is that when people talk about a vagina, they, they're talking about everything down there, but that's not actually true. Like a vagina is a, an opening into your pelvis, you know, um, everything down there is your vulva and that will encompass your vagina, your clit, um, your labia minora and your labia majora which is your labia, labia majora is what you see when you're looking out. Like when you're looking at, when you're looking down there, that's what you see, your labia majora. Then your lab, labia minora would be your inner lips and then your clits is there. And then there'd be your urethra, which is the hole through which your urine comes out. And then there'd be your vagina, which is where then the bleeding comes out. Um, so I think that's like the biggest misconception ever. That's like the most scientific way to describe it, basically. <laughs> So is the vagina inside my pelvis is what you say. It's not just the opening. It's the whole thing from the opening to like that. Yeah. So it's the whole hole to, you know, it's the the hole into your pelvis and then up there you'll find your civics and your uterus and everything else that's part of your reproductive organs. I think with that in mind, right, then you start thinking about all these myths we have about vaginas. And firstly, then you realize that we're all targeting the wrong part of (laughs) our bodies, firstly. Because most of the time, maybe we're actually just talking about our labia majoris, but we think we're talking about the vagina. (laughs) Okay. So so then we can just go into some myths that we've heard um, about about the vagina. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so i will take you through the first one which i think is very interesting we did more research as we were trying to shoot this episode and got articles from cosmopolitan healthline what else did you health.com glamour magazine they had some nice ones so there's a few yeah so there's a few articles which we will be sharing um throughout the week and you can read up more on it but we'll also try to put the links on the descriptions but that's where the myths and kind of factual info comes from here so the first one is douching is the only way to get your vagina really clean what guys guys no no ways firstly 
douching is washing or cleaning out the inside of your vagina with water or other mixtures of fluids. So this is like when you have special products or things like that that you like, you know, <clears throat> you you kind of like shove in there to try and clean it up as much as you can. Um, and this this is a no. This is a no go zone. It does not work, guys. The vagina is a self cleaning organ. Mm. That's it's meant to clean itself. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't get that. So that's why they end up thinking that it should, you know, be peachy clean. Um, and contrary to popular belief, that, that's not the case. It has its own protective substances that, like, get rid of bacteria and unwanted fluids. So you can't really um, miss, like, and unbalance the natural pH of your vagina. Because if you do that, then you increase the risk of, like, irritation, bacterias, um other problems that essentially you know come up and i think that like this whole douching thing you know it just comes from this obsession we have as a society for our vaginas to smell a particular way you know like they must smell like strawberries or pineapple or whatever the hell it is that a person like, like ocean breeze. pineapples have a good smell <laughs> <laughs> it confuses me and i think it comes from like makers of feminine yes. hygiene products who like say um i don't know like they just make the assumption that the vagina is naturally a dirty thing mm-hmm. and you kind of need to clean it in order for it to Acceptable. be the way it's supposed to be guys no one's vagina smells like strawberries well no one i know actually even if it does yeah. it's not supposed to so like if you've managed to get your yes. vagina to smell like strawberries <laughs> well done well we're happy for you but it's not supposed to smell like strawberries <laughs> And our second myth um, is that yeast infection is a result of STIs. It can be, but it definitely is not always, right? So um, yeast can come from you know, a whole lot of things. It can be because of the food you're eating. It can be because of the kind of material your underwear is made up of. Um, it can be because of these scented pencil liners that I was mentioning, sanitary pads, all kinds of things. So it really just, it it isn't necessarily a sign of an STI. What it actually really is, is that um, in your, in your, hmm, now I'm tempted to be like in your vagina, in your reproductive system down down there, (laughs) (laughs) you have a certain level of bacteria and you have a certain level of yeast and they're always kind of in in balance. When one of the two, you know, um, overgrows or is overproduced, then you get certain issues so when your yeast is overproduced then you get a yeast infection and that can be because you don't have enough bacteria so for example if you're on antibiotics your body doesn't produce that many bacteria that much bacteria sorry because antibiotics you know so then you'd have a yeast infection (laughs) i didn't know that (laughs) i just realized that now okay sorry carry on so the yeast infection can can happen um, at any times and because of literally many reasons. And what it will also maybe result in is also like a, a, a change in um, the kind of discharge that you see. So that's why people would kind of almost always assume that they have some type of STI, but it's, it's not that. It really is just that the infection changes your pH level, which then will change the discharge in your, your vagina. You understand? And I think yeah. the other important thing to to mention is that maybe just what the symptoms of a yeast infection would be. So then you'd see um, redness, a little bit of swelling, maybe it'll itch, and then your discharge will be thick and white. Um, it'll burn when you when you 
shopping. But, you know, it's not, it, it, it does, I'm not saying it's never a sign of an STI. I'm just saying it's not always a sign of an STI. Sometimes it just happens. So now there's the story about yogurts as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've read everywhere, literally, where people are like, yogurt cures the yeast infection. So people take like plain yogurt and they put it on their vagina. Um, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean put it on my so, vagina? I think it's so. What would happen is you will take the yeast infection and you will apply it to your lab, labia um, majora and I'll the take labia the minora. <laughs> so, am I taking the yeast infection out? You'll take the yogurt, you'll take the blizzard. <laughs> What a person would do is they take the plain yogurt and they'll apply it to the labia minora and the labia majora. Um, what that can do is that it can ease temporarily. In fact, it can temporarily temporarily ease the the itching and the you know the pain from the infection, but it won't cure it forever. So it actually does help to go to the pharmacy and get the actual tube for it and maybe some medication or whatever. Um, I read an article as well where Gabriella Union was sharing that a friend of hers actually advised her to take a straw and use it to get the yogurt up her vagina, like up the hole. Wait, don't ask me the wait, practical. So a... no, don't, don't ask me the practical. <laughs> is it a glass straw? Is it a paper straw? Is it a Metal. plastic straw? Like, dude, does it bend when we get there? How long hey, is the straw? Be? I said what don't ask hell? me. The practicals. I'm telling you what I've read. <laughs> Is that the only way you can have yogurt? Can because I know some people eat more yogurt to try and balance their pH. I, I read that that also helps. That yogurt, eating yogurt, like having yeah. dairy products in your um usual in your normal what do you call it um yes there diet. you go in your diet does help with, <laughs> it does help with balancing your ph levels in your body in your, so because but just plain yogurt yes so even when you do decide you want to try ease the pain temporarily you can't put like yogurt with chocolate chips down your vagina it has to be plain yogurt <laughs> plain vanilla yogurt or like a peach yogurt <laughs> plain vanilla yogurt <laughs> Vanilla still favorite, baby. So just play. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, another really like passionate. I I guess I'm passionate about this myth because it's nonsense. Is that your cherry pops after you have sex? What in what universe? (laughs) No, no, no. First of all, there's literally nothing that goes. Like a champagne bottle? Like when you have sex for the first time. (laughs) Like, I wish I had a champagne bottle to pop right now. Nothing goes like that. Dude, nothing does that. Unless I'm doing sex wrong or I did sex wrong. Or I'm built wrong. Maybe I have a young physical. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe maybe you're not the same, but nothing goes. Nothing pops, guys, when you have sex for the first time. Um, And I'm also just like, so essentially, you have a hymen. Um, or a band of tissue at the back part of your vagina, which often will tear or like bleed during the first time you have intercourse. But you may break this during gymnastics or using tampons, horseback riding, dancing, or just biking. So it's not always that um, 
it's sex related that it breaks mm. essentially you don't break your virginity, virginity wow. wowza by breaking your hymen i feel like we should start a competition where if we mispronounce words like we have to like put some money into a jar honestly. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> off topic but yes so you don't break your virginity just by breaking the hymen it's not it's not the case like don't don't yeah i feel yeah. like also just generally there's so much hype around this hymen thing like what the fuck like it's so tiny like yeah and its absence does not mean you're not exactly i don't understand why people just think that you know like she should bleed no like just because your hymen doesn't mean you've broken your virginity it's it's not the same thing yes like nagangani um can but you yeah. mentioned also that you can break your hymen by using tampons? So that leads us to the next myth that a tampon can get lost up there. <laughs> I need you to not laugh because like I went through that. <laughs> so I started using what? tampons, right? I think I was already playing touch in high school. I can't remember what grade that would have been, like grade nine or something. So when I started using my tampons, so I would use them when I went to sports specifically because you know, like, if you go to touch practice, it's, like, yo, it used to be long, hey? Maybe, like, four or five hours or something on a Sunday. You don't have time to leave training because when are you going to go check a pad in the bathroom, you know? So I then, like, put on mm-hmm. a tampon and then kind of be like, because I used to be very conscious at that stage. So I'd put on a tampon and then I'd be like, okay, just to be safe, I'll put a pad as well in case anything happens. I'm double secure. Mm-hmm. Anyways... You know how like when a tampon um, gets full, you can feel it because it can, It feels like it lowers down, like it keeps pushing down. So my tampon was full and I yeah. went into the bathroom. So I suppose that when I put on my tampon, I never actually check the string because, you know, you're advised that before you put it on, you hold the tampon on your one hand and you tie the string on the other finger, like on, on your finger in the other hand and you pull the two apart so you can feel how strong the string is yeah that helps okay. also with pulling it out because then you know it'll come out the string is intact so I, I don't think I've done all of that so I get to the bathroom now I'm trying to pull out my tampon I pull the string string comes out tampon not there I'm like okay cool <gasps> um tricky <laughs> but luckily because I'd already felt that the tampon was sitting low it literally felt like it was right here so I just took a piece of tissue and I pulled it out <laughs> That's so <laughs> yeah it was a it was a it was a lot of bits but that taught me the tempons don't stay up there you understand when they get full they come down but generally yeah. it is a good safety precaution that you always test the string of the tempon um before you put it up so you know that you actually can get it out um, <laughs> um <laughs> so other things to know though about tempons is that you know like your tempon sizes they they are actually rated according to flow. So you get a mini. <laughs> I feel like you have a story. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> you know, the first time I went tampon shopping, uh-huh. so I, I saw the sizes and I just assumed, oh my gosh, this is going to sound so horrible. So I just assumed it's based on like how big <laughs> your hole is. <laughs> so i was confused because i hadn't had sex and also i didn't i wasn't like sexually um aware of things so i just assumed i was a mini because i'd never had sex (laughs) so 
So I was like, I'm a mini. I haven't had sex. Obviously, you know, I haven't given birth because I assumed that like ruins the elasticity <laughs> or how big your vagina is. So I took a mini. Babs, the mini, mini, literally, like, you know, when yeah. you overflow and it flows oh out. Oh my gosh. I was like, until I read up on it and I was like, oh, mm. that's what that is for. <laughs> yes. <But> carry on. <laughs> Don't be a canny. Um, <laughs> tempo sizes are definitely according to the flow. So, minis like you have slow flow, regular, super, and super plus for people who have very heavy flows. Um, and then it also, you know, you can wear your tempo to bed and it can last like from eight to 12 hours. No, sorry, from four to eight hours. <laughs> sorry, yeah. from four to eight hours, <laughs> in the advice to not try and use it, you know, like eight to 12 hours because then you increase the risk of all kinds of um, illnesses or, or difficulties you could have with it. Speaking on like uh, thing, problems that might arise from you using it for eight to 12 hours, isn't there, I think they call it TSS. Yes, definitely. So TSS, it's, um, it's actually toxic shock syndrome. And that's what would happen when you use a tampon for too long. So like eight to 12 hours or longer. Um, what happens is that the bacteria in your, so because the tampon is, it blocks the blood from moving. So the bacteria builds up there and you start experiencing some difficulties. People get diarrhea, they vomit, um, you get headaches, sore throats. It's, it's a whole horrible thing to go through. Mm. So that's why it's so important to remember to take out the tampon and not keep it there for too long. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Also, I think another thing, speaking of like tampons or things getting lost up there, guys, don't put foreign down there no no like i don't like why are we putting cucumbers in our vaginas there's things that are built to go up the vagina and there are things that don't do well up there um vegetables are one of those things that don't necessarily do well up your vagina speaking of putting things down there uh our last or final myth for today is your vagina will get loose if you have a lot of sex guys guys no this 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 is this is not the case this is oh it, it irks me especially um because i feel like the myth of a loose vagina is a way to shame women for their sex yes. lives essentially but yeah so i feel like the myth is mainly for that shaming women and i hate that because women can have a higher sex drive than men and they can have sex with as many people as they want to and it doesn't matter how many people or how often you have sex penetration won't cause your vagina to stretch out and permanently it's not mm. the case it's, it doesn't work like that so like the rest of your body your vagina and your vulva changes quite a bit over the years but it's not based on penetration as i said um it is mainly based on age um, more than anything and having kids surely so with the kids one um the vagina kind of stretches to accommodate things that come in so big things small things um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then things that go out as well so like a baby but it kind of so it has like an, oh. an elastic um idea to it so it's not snaps but like it goes back okay. to its shape it may be slightly looser obviously as you age or have children but it's only because the muscles are expanding and like retracting according okay. to it um 
like a rubber band basically so the only thing i guess that can change the elasticity is age and childbirth frequent sex or lack <laughs> won't cause your vagina to lose its stress guys okay guys well that's it for this week's episode we really hope you enjoyed it and learned a lot about the vagina or v-word as i call it <laughs> and <laughs> And please do follow us on our on our social media platforms, which is Insta and Twitter at carepackage underscore SA as because as I always say, I couldn't just find care package. Um, <laughs> and also share with us your alternative names for your period. I'd love to hear more than just like Lucifer's waterfall, which is honestly my favorite thing now. Like I'm always gonna be saying, yo, it's Lucifer's waterfall's time. I think I like Shark Week. <laughs> Week. Oh my gosh, Shark Week sounds like like <laughs> Yeah, I know it Shark sounds very sounds... angry. It's like I'm gonna terrorize everybody and everything, like the anacondas in town, but still Shark Week is cool. <laughs> I mean that's not a lie, but <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much everybody for joining us and please subscribe to um all our channels and join us again next week. Yay! Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> Whoosh! <whistles>